Hello, I'm your host, Gary Oz, and this is Just Loving Life and Why You Should. I share related experiences in mental and physical health, personal wealth, entertainment, and sports for the more mature man. So go ahead and press the follow button on whatever directory you're currently listening on. Body Products. Body Products. Are the proud sponsors. The proud sponsors. Of Just Loving Life. Just Loving Life. Just Loving Life. With Gary Oz. Gary Beauty originates deep inside. 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 The topic of today's show is Black people and the COVID 19 vaccine. I have family, friends, and associates that inform me in some shape or form their opinion on this topic. I feel it's time to open this platform to debate this subject in a little more detail. So with that in mind, let's get into it. What is behind the reluctance of people in the black community to taking the coronavirus vaccine? During the last several months and having many, I repeat, many conversations since the start of the year, normally starting with, have you had it yet? Or not me, I'm not having that. Without even mentioning the topic, we all know what we're talking about. It is a topic that has divided many within the black community. Yes, you guessed it. We're talking about the coronavirus vaccine. We are constantly being bombarded with all sorts of facts and figures via government websites and commercials on radio and TV encouraging us to take the vaccine. Equally, on every social message platform, we've heard conspiracy theories ranging from 5G radiation, from the telephone mask to everything being a grand plan by Bill Gates to control us all. Not surprising, people are confused in what to believe or what to do. Is this the case of, if in doubt, do now? But surely the government sites are more trustworthy and believable than all the conspiracy theories being propagated around the world, right? I mean, we have literally every country in the world, every world leader across the globe telling us all the same thing. Take the jab. But still a lot of us say, I don't know. Is our reluctance really about the jab, or is it deeper than that? Let's relate this conversation along with statistics. You know I love my stats. Macmillan Cancer Support report that generally people from BME groups' uptake of taking up invitations is lower than our white counterparts for cancer screening testing. Now, if this is the case, 
even though most of us guys know that prostate cancer is a big problem within the black community and that one in four will develop it within our lifetimes compared to one in eight white men, so say Prostate Cancer UK. Nobody disputes these statistics. You do not hear any crazy conspiracy theories being banded around about those facts. I've never heard of anyone with prostate cancer diagnosis refusing treatment. So what is it? Why are we reluctant to take up screening invitations? At first, I thought it was all about the taboo of what basic prostate tests might involve, and you can then possibly understand why. Just going off topic, just for a second, guys. Useful information for those who do not know, you can ask for a PSA blood test at your doctor's surgery. It's way less intrusive than the traditional methods, and I uh, believe you me, I've had it done initially by the traditional methods. So you can test or you can ask for, and if you don't, even if you're feeling unwell, you can request it from your GP. I have done this personally every 12 months. It gives me peace of mind. Now, let's get back on topic now. So why what's the issue? What is our reluctance to take the vaccine? I researched various cases through history and was shocked at some of the cases that I discovered. Let's take the case of Sarjit Bartman or Sarah Bartman, as she was commonly called. She was born in what is present day South Africa in 1810. She was abducted and taken to Europe, where she was exhibited for European audience because of her body and her large buttocks. She was a massive attraction and the audience came to see her as she was not perceived to be human. Unfortunately, that poor woman died in the hands of those so-called humans and her body was dissected by a surgeon who then concluded that she had ape-like features. To make matters worse for this poor woman, her remains were then exhibited in the French National Museum where it was on show for more than 150 years. The South African government finally managed to repatriate her body back in the year 2002. To me, this was no surprise. I was shocked, but not surprised. We have come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. For me, this is just the tip of the iceberg in a long line of mistrust that has never gone away, which has followed us through the generations. We can look at other historical stories, such as the Tuskegee Syphilis Study. For those of you that don't know, the Tuskegee Study began in 1932 and was run by the American Public Health Service. This study essentially was a study to see how long-term untreated syphilis would affect black males. It involved 600 black men. 399 with syphilis and 201 without the disease. The men were misinformed of the true nature of the study and were not provided with the proper treatment to their condition 
This study went on for 40 years. In fact, it ended in exactly 1972. Now, there are many such stories that carry on up until the 20th century of unethical testing of clinical drugs. Time and time again, it is carried out on the African continent that looks like they were approached by big pharmaceutical companies to find their guinea pigs. It was not surprising at all. Why were inherent distrust in general of new vaccines, let alone a vaccine that has been raced through the trials at, at record speeds? I believe even Linford Christie would have had a difficult time keeping up. But this time, there is a difference. Does it not make you feel safer that we're all in this together? This time, black and white are taking it. I mean, going back to my early example of prostate cancer. If the treatment were a vaccine only aimed at black men, wouldn't you be even less likely to take it? So is this problem of not being sure about the vaccine or is it really an issue of trust? Is our judgment affected through historical unjust behavior towards us? And are we now actually becoming our own worst enemy in this pandemic? I'm not saying either stance or position is right or wrong, but I do feel, I repeat, I do feel that we need to at least make our decisions to take or not to take based on more than following the crowd or joining conspiracy theories. We may all one day have to make a choice on this vaccine. Our civil liberties may well be affected if we as an individual decide to take it at least or not. If that's the case, let's make an educated choice. Let's make decisions that belong to us and let's not base our information on just following the herd. The truth of the matter is no one is promised tomorrow either way. I want to take time over the next few shows to delve deeper into why we distrust only with certain aspects of our healthcare, but will follow blindly with others. I want to hear from people on their experiences, good and bad. I want to hear from you, the listeners on this topic. I want to hear from medical staff on their experiences, especially during this pandemic. I want, I want, and I really, really want to understand. In the next show, we will continue our journey in trying to understand our fears towards seeking out help when we really need it. If you like this podcast, like and subscribe or follow and give a five-star review where it's applicable. If you wish to contact me, though, I'm available through the website, which is all the W's, justloving-life.com, whereas you'll be alerted with the most recent episodes, which is generally available every Tuesday. Also, tell your friends family and anyone acquainted with your existence about these shows because then you'll be helping a brother out thank you for listening 
And in the meantime, let's be careful out there. Thank you.